This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Need a place to talk sports? You've come to the right place. CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, it's Bart Winkler. CBS Sports Radio, my name is Bart Winkler. David Shepard is here. He'll have the reins tomorrow. Be back on Wednesday for those uh, keeping score, which is probably my mom or a cousin, maybe an uncle. Uh, that's about it. Eagles lose tonight to the Buccaneers, and we're awaiting reaction from the Eagles locker room, specifically anything that Nick Sirianni has to say, but also Jalen Hurts and maybe even Dallas Goddard. There was one image from the game tonight where Marcus Mariota almost had to, like, calm Dallas Goddard down after he was saying some things to Jalen Hurts, who was sitting at the end of the bench and just kind of uh, kind of motionless. Um, just kind of sitting there. So maybe they quit on Nick Sirianni. Maybe this team quit on Jalen Hurts. Maybe it's a little of of both. I thought, I mean, at times, Chef Jalen Hurts appeared to be the MVP, uh, or at least the leading candidate, and it wasn't just anything brotherly shove related. I mean, they were having their way on offense with Goddard and Devontae Smith and, uh, and A.J. Brown. There was a time where Goddard got hurt earlier this year, and then things kind of slowed down a little bit. But he came back, and then A.J. Brown, I don't still don't understand what happened with him. But maybe is this more of a Hurts problem or a Sirianni problem or both? I feel like it starts with Sirianni. The guy lost his coordinators. And then, I mean, if you go 10-1 and one and then finish, what, 11-6 and six with a first-round playoff exit, I think the coach is to blame there, too. I don't know, just like we talk about level of success, how much do you give the coach, how much do you give the quarterback? I don't know what you do here, but I'm just asking if Jalen Hurts should be at least in the discussion a little bit. Well, Bart, I mean, it's a fair question, right? I mean, uh, you know, as we see Sirianni about to speak live, um, look, uh, Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon are the two coordinators that, that leave some high and dry take better jobs, opportunities, head coaches. We get all that. The same thing happened to Bill Belichick with Charlie Weiss and uh, Romeo Cornell. And what happened? The Patriots fell back. The Eagles fell back. But to the Patriots' credit and Belichick's credit, they didn't fall back to losing five of six in the next regular season and then getting completely ousted in a wild-card round. Like, they at least made it competitive against Denver 
in that divisional round game. Um, this is a, a huge, huge setback for this team. And I'm really trying to analyze this part because I'm thinking to myself, well, maybe they had that easy schedule early on, you know, where they played the likes of, of the Vikings when they were struggling with Kirk Cousins, and they played the likes of Tampa when Tampa and Baker were still trying to figure things out. And then they were playing the Rams when Stafford was banged up, and they were playing the Commanders where everyone beats up against. But then I'm looking at the schedule, and they had some very, very winnable games in those final stretches that would have allowed them and afforded them the opportunity to have home field advantage in the playoffs and maybe get potentially the one seed. But Seattle ain't that good, right? Giants ain't that good. Cardinals ain't that good. They lost to all of those teams. So I, 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 I hope there's someone in the media, in that press room, that really takes Sirianni to task and say, Coach, you were 10-1, and one, and then you lose six of your last seven. That is infathomable. Explain yourself, Coach. I would love to hear an answer to that. Because I have none, Bart. I've sort of been sticking up for the Eagles this year, if that makes sense. I just saw how the Niners lost three games in a row and nobody seemed to bat an eye. And then the Eagles had lost three games in a row and it was a big meltdown. And I said, look at the Eagles' schedule. They played Dallas, had a bye, went to Kansas City, played Buffalo in overtime. Then, I mean, Dallas, Kansas City, and Buffalo a three-game gauntlet, even with a buy in there, is tough. Yeah. Then they go to San Francisco, Dallas. I mean, that, that, those are tough. But then to your point, the three of the last four games, I mean, you, you shouldn't have lost to Seattle. And that was a Monday night game that they had. And then Drew Locke was great. Uh, Arizona, you shouldn't have lost to. And the Giants, you shouldn't have lost. And they got destroyed. And I know that they didn't really have much to play for. but And they like, to your point, like that Dallas game at the beginning of the season, that was close. They got destroyed this time around. They barely got by the Giants in their only win in the month of December. So they have been struggling every single time out since that Buffalo Bills game, in which you felt like for the majority of that game, that was going to go in the Bills' direction. Um, there needs to be a drastic change here, Bar. There's no other way to justify a collapse like this. I think as far as uh, just trying to figure out, do we look a little more deeper at Jalen Hurts as a part of this, I think that his numbers did taper off a little bit in the second half of the season. But I also think that the the blame should start with Sirianni. I agree with that. Yeah, he, Hurts, Hurts ain't the problem. I, I, I understand that he's the quarterback. He's obviously the most important position on the field. But when you're talking about a guy that outplayed Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, and outside of one turnover, yeah. he was basically flawless. Not to mention the fact that I think he should have won the MVP last year, happened to finish runner-up. Uh, he is he he could, could potentially be the greatest quarterback in the history of that franchise. That's how lethal he is, and he's still only in year four. Uh, I think people forget that because of his maturity and how well spoken he is in press conferences, and how he is as an ambassador of the community and a member of uh, you know so many philanthropic charities that he's a part of. So he is not the problem. We know who the problem is, and he, it's time for him to go. And I, I'm very curious to see in this race of the NFC East, uh, which is going to be the first coach to be on the unemployment <laughs> line. And, I'm not, I, and, and because Bart, they're both gone, right? Yeah, they're both gone. If uh, McCarthy was the coach of the Eagles next year. <laughs> And Sirianni <laughs> was the coach of the Cowboys next year. Come on. The the Eagles would be like four or five games better than the Cowboys. Oh, really? Yeah. You okay, so you believe you believe that other franchises would jump at the chance to have Mike McCarthy as their head coach, is what you're saying. I think Mike McCarthy is more hireable than Nick Sirianni. Really? Yeah. So you uh-huh. have twelve win seasons in three years in a row. 
with all the talent that Dallas Cowboys team has. And outside of an impressive road win against the Buccaneers, I'll give them that, they have had nothing to show for it in terms of exceeding or even reaching expectation in the playoffs. And you still think Mike McCarthy is in a favorable position to be hired considering he's been a disappointment in your neck of the woods. You and I both know that aside from 2010. And he's been a huge disappointment in the Cowboys' neck of the woods as well. You still think most teams want to hire this guy? I've seen him get beat. I've seen him come up short. I'm, I don't know that I've seen him quite embarrassed like this. That was I mean, this was twenty-seven nothing. Bart at one point, forty-eight I mean, sixteen. That's Jordan not... Love. Jordan Love's playing better than any quarterback ever has in history at this point. So what, Bart, <laughs> I'm Bart, just kidding. Well, I was about to say, well, listen, we, we we love you. <laughs> you. You know that I love you, but come on now. Like like he had a really good game. But don't you think we're getting a little – I'm not saying you personally. Don't you think we're getting a little carried away with Jordan Love? It's one playoff game. It's one playoff game against the Dan Quinn team. No, what, what else? That was, yeah. that, that was a joke. But all right, all right. Jordan, I haven't even, I haven't even gotten okay. into my Jordan okay. Love stuff right, yet. I can't wait to hear this. You save whatever thought Although, you think. You kind of gave us a little bit of it. You kind of gave us an appetizer. I did. On, on his level of productivity compared this to This stretch other, is unbelievable right. what he's doing. And you mentioned yeah. two recent Green Bay legends. I don't think he touches Bart Starr, by the way, but you did mention two quarterback legends for the Packers. Uh, we know who those guys are. I don't need to say it. You're you're already putting him in that stratosphere, which is crazy to me. Oh, just, no, 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 <laughs> okay. no. I'm saying this stretch of games is comparable to right. some of their best stretches Although, of games. Although, Bart, I will say this, and then, and then I know you want to get to calls, but I will say this to you. I remember seeing Rodgers in his fourth year, but it was really his first year playing the quarterback position. I remember seeing Favre way back in the early 90s when he was traded from Atlanta. They did not look this good in their first year the way that Love has looked in his first year. I think Rodgers, well, um, Rodgers did, and then Love hadn't, but now Love is. Did Rodgers so, play in a meaningful game in his in his first year playing? Well, no, when, 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 that, when he went six and ten. No, okay. no. So this yeah. is that this, this is a huge um, point for Love. That that year was weird. That year was Rodgers. Rodgers would lead teams down. He'd lead the Packers down with like two minutes and forty seconds to go, and it, so it's like, hey, it's. But then the defense would blow it, and so everyone's like, oh, Rodgers isn't clutch, even though he had game winning drives. It's just the defense had enough time. To do that, to just um, finish the Hertz versus Sirianni thing, I just, I just want to be explicit here because I, there's a lot of times that people are like, "Oh, the media's got a bias. The media's got a bias," and some of it is true in a harmless way. I mean, we're fans of teams. Some of it is also subconscious, and so I'm thinking about this. I don't want to blame Hurts. I don't want it. I don't want it to. Be. I like Jalen Hurts. He's gone through adversity. He will have to Alabama go to Oklahoma. He, he he this Eagles team. He well, again. He, he should was, have been. He was pushed out of Alabama. You're not sure. 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 Okay, sure. Good. Okay. But he, he should have been the, right. He should have been the MVP in the Super Bowl, even in a loss. He's played very well this year. Sirianni. I don't like him. I don't like how. Uh, he acts. I don't like how he puts the cart before the horse. I don't like his overconfidence. I, I think he's a little bit of a show-off. It's like there's a lot of things that Nick Sirianni said at the beginning of the season, and there's a lot of things that Dan Campbell said at the beginning of the season that were very like, oh, boy, you better cash those checks. Campbell cashed his checks. Sirianni now looks stupid for everything he said. The The taunting of the Chiefs fans after the game, the taunting of Patrick. I mean, it's just like 
this guy got a little, you know, he he, he did a lot of talking before the walking, and I think that I I, I if I'm gonna if I'm gonna have the opportunity to bash one. I'm going to bash Sirianni because I don't right. like him. <laughs> by the way, by the way, speak, Ed, Bart, when you get a chance, I encourage anyone to do this. Uh, if you want to talk about Coach QB drama, check out the back and forth right now between RG3 and Jake Gruden. It, you will laugh your ass off. Oh, man. Yeah. So much to yeah. get to. I'm still catching up on the Stephen A. Smith-Whitlock <laughs> thing. I'm still catching up on what Cat Williams said. Now you, I got you, all you this. See, you see Skip Bayless throw out every Cowboy jersey with the exception of Drew Pearson? Have you seen that yet? Yes, but his garbage can is a smart garbage can, so it kept shutting before he would throw the jersey in. Yeah, well, listen, and he didn't take another take. I, I, I give him credit. Plus, for the how many times does yeah. he? Di- no, he throws the jersey out. <laughs> the, I've seen him throw the same jersey out fifteen times. <laughs> well, when you make, he hits when end you on the video, eight, picks yeah. it out of the trash. All right, all right. Well, when you make eight figures a year from Fox, you can have ten different jerseys of every said player on said team. So I get it. This guy's 70 years old, taping videos of throwing out jerseys at some point. 73 soon. And he signed like a multi-year contract. So you and I are going to be seeing him, Bart, for the next probably five, seven years. And it's not going to be like a Nick Saban contract where he signs it and then only like does two years of it. He's actually going to do the whole thing because no one else wants to get Bayless. All right, enough about you guys. Let's talk about (laughs) me. Uh, Let's get out to Greg in Michigan. What's up, Greg? Hey, Bart, uh, Dave. Uh, Mr. Positive, I got to tell you, uh, Shep, you were spot on about Amon St. Brown. Wow. And uh, my Josh Elvis Allen, hopefully he's in the Super Bowl. But what do you think about those Lions? I got to ask you, Bart, can, uh, can the Lions beat Tampa Bay? I think they can. What say you, my friend? I, I don't want to discredit Tampa Bay. I don't really know how they don't. So that uh, the the spreads have come out. Bills are a two and a half point favorite over the Chiefs. The Lions are a six point favorite over the Buccaneers, and then Ravens a nine and a half point favorite over Houston. The Niners ten over the Packers. I think Detroit can really have its way with Tampa Bay if they want. I I, I think that the Detroit thing, Greg. I appreciate that. I now that well, that. I mean, I mean that that's a, that's not going to come true, but. Just because I say it, not Biff's almanac here, but no, you know your stuff. I, I appreciate that. We need that. We're just still going crazy over this win, and uh, oh my God, it's just electric. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. This is just. Uh, oh, if we win our second playoff game, whoa! It'll be like winning the Super Bowl. We won a playoff game before, but winning two, wow! Hey, thank you, uh, Barton Shep. Thanks for taking my call, and please, everybody, go for your dreams. Go for your dreams. Says it every time. Won't stop saying it until you all do it. I think what the Lions did to win that game, and I had picked the Rams, I just thought, Matt Stafford's coming back. And, yes, it's all these fans, and they booed him a little bit. But he, it's uh, it's all been working out for him. And I maybe looked at it the wrong way, because I looked at it as Matt Stafford's coming back, He's already won a Super Bowl. He gets to kind of like you know when you go back to your college town, it's like this ain't this ain't even a real place. I can trash this place. I can do all the crazy shenanigans I used to do. You know, none of it affects my real life. It's like fantasy land. Okay, so that's what I thought it'd be like for Matt Stafford. He looks across the sideline. He doesn't see his coach. He sees the new guy, Dan Campbell. He wasn't there when he was there. For Jared Goff, he was in that trade too. 
the guy that got traded, won a Super Bowl. He played in a Super Bowl under Sean McVay. Now Sean McVay's there. I thought there'd be more pressure on Detroit. How would they handle that pressure? Oh, they handled that pressure. They handled that pressure. And now guess what? The pressure's gone. The pressure's gone. There were a lot of teams this weekend that had pressure. The Dallas Cowboys had pressure. The Green Bay Packers didn't. Easy. Green Bay gets the win. The um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I don't know how much pressure they had tonight. The Eagles did. Tampa Bay gets the win. And Detroit had pressure, but they had a lot of expectation, and they could feel it. They could feel it, the 70,000 people there hanging on every play. This wasn't just one game. This was like a generational moment for a lot of people. They had never seen their favorite team win a playoff game. Mike Tirico, what was his line? Text someone that the Lions won because they've never gotten that text before because texting was not invented 30 years ago. It's like it's been a long time. And so now the Lions, like there's some teams, like I think the Packers have a lot of house money here. And so that's why I don't think you can count them out. I think the Texans have a lot of house money here. And you can't count them out. All of a sudden, the number three seed, that had pressure has house money because now the lions are playing with house money. The lions don't need to get to the super bowl for this season to be a success. They have done the thing that they set out to do. Now you'll want to build on that next year and Hey, you're in the final eight. So, you know, why not us? I'm totally down with that. But what I'm saying is the pressure that they have, the weight off their shoulders has been lifted. And now this team can play more loose. They can play more free. And so you can get the version of the Lions that you see some of these games where they put up 35, 38, 40 points with a breeze. So this is a huge opportunity now for Detroit after what they were able to pull off on Sunday night. Absolutely. I mean that in the most positive way I can, that Detroit now is the team that might have the house money. Uh, Mike is in Michigan. What's up, Mike? Hey, love your show. Hey, uh, they they got really stood out for you last night. Was the difference between that game was the Lions and the Red Zone defense? How they stopped the Rams three times. I mean, that could have easily been a twelve point difference. It was the difference between. Holding the Rams is just three field goals and what would have been easily been three touchdowns. And there were probably different like Lions teams of the past, thanks, Mike, that lose that game. You know, and that's why same old Lions. And I know, you know, Lions fans hate to hear same old Lions, but guess what? It's over. They broke that. So it's such a it's such a like cathartic feeling when you see a team that's been known for something for so long able to break that, able to break that narrative, able to break that trend. And then they still have room to grow and they still have goals to accomplish. So I, I, yeah, I'd be on the lookout for the lions here this weekend in Tampa Bay, you know, Tampa Bay. I, I don't think they wanted green Bay coming in. I'm not sure they wanted the Eagles coming in. You know, I know that once you're in the final eight, any one of these teams, you know, theoretically can win it all. But I think the Lions are in a good spot here 
especially with now that 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 weight is off their shoulders. 855-212-4227. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Shep. Let's get more of you guys coming up. CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Here's Bart. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Join the program. We're obviously talking a lot of football, NFL, to be exact, with a lot of these results and what they mean for teams going forward, whether they're continuing to play in their quest for a Lombardi or whether they need to make some big time changes. And there's going to be a lot of speculation. There has been so far tonight about the future of Nick Sirianni as the Philadelphia Eagles head coach. He has had three winning seasons, nine and eight lost at Tampa in the playoffs. Then last year got to the Super Bowl, 14 and three lost this year, losing at Tampa Again, so maybe it's just a losing at Tampa thing, but they were 10 and one finished 11 and six and get bounced right away. And there were a lot of plays tonight where it looked like the Philadelphia Eagles did not care the way that the Eagles played tonight was the way that the AFC and NFC were playing in the pro bowl that caused people to stop watching the pro bowl that caused the pro bowl to stop existing. I mean, they would let guys run right at them, right around them. They did not want to tackle. Don't don't let anybody tell you that there were missed tackles in this game. There were not even attempts at tackling. So as many of these coaches have been done, afterwards, Nick Sirianni of the Eagles was asked about his job status. Are you concerned at all about your job? Like I just said to, you know, like I just said over here, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about the guys. Um Again, there's a lot of guys in that locker room, all the guys in that locker room, every single one of them that put their heart and soul into this. Um, I'm not worried about me. I'm not, I'm worried, I'm, I'm not worried, I'm, I'm, you know, as the head coach, uh, I'm just trying to be there for our guys and our staff right now, um, you know, through a, through a tough time. Um, you know, obviously, we didn't we didn't finish uh, anywhere near we wanted to finish, and uh, so again, my heart feels for these guys. You know, we're all taking it hard, and that's where my mind is right now. I believe him. I believe him. I believe him right now that he is thinking. All right, I'm the head coach of this team. We lost a game that we shouldn't have lost. Even if we should have lost, we shouldn't have lost it like that. And so I need to be there for the group of guys that have been under my wing and tutelage now for one, two, maybe three years. I believe that. As soon as that job is over for him tonight and he is alone, whether it is in his hotel room or wherever he ends up or you know, the next time he gets a moment, whether it's in the shower or wherever he happens to be where he's uh, in some space with his thoughts, then that will be on his mind. So relatively soon, maybe even now in the time since he said that it's absolutely going to be a concern for him. It's absolutely got to be a concern for him. He knows the business of this league. 
He knows the nature of this league. And he also knows, right? He knows that this year's different. There's just a lot of different kind of guys that are available that normally are not available. You're Bill Belichick's, you're Jim Harbaugh, uh, a Mike Vrabel, you know, any of the hotshot young assistants. What about, what about Pete Carroll to Philly? Can we, is that feasible? Can we play that one out, Shep? Pete Carroll or Mike Vrabel? I think they need like a guy, like a, like a veteran type guy been around the block. I don't think you're bringing in a, a young assistant. You did that. You bring in a Pete Carroll to that team? I just I just want to see I just want to see Pete Carroll leave on his own terms. I want to see Bill Belichick leave on his own terms. I don't think Belichick was the right guy for New England anymore. I still think Pete Carroll was the right guy for Seattle. Um clearly he was right when he said there are people making decisions that aren't football people, which is why I'm out and he's 100% right. I'd love to see love to see Pete Carroll in Philly. The only issue is we know where he thrives most. That is on the West Coast. And so I feel bad for Antonio Pierce. But if there is one job that really, really is going to benefit both parties, it's going to be Carroll going with the Raiders. Now, there was a report that the Raiders were so interested in Jim Harbaugh that they would almost make an assurance to do everything they could to draft J.J. McCarthy for Harbaugh and have those guys team back up. In Vegas. I mean, I mean, I'm not drafting McCarthy to get Harbaugh. (laughs) Well, if you want Harbaugh, uh, you know, I'll tell you this much. McCarthy's got upside. I'll give him that. But you look really good when you're handing the ball off to Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards. Well, but Harbaugh, that might be coming from Harbaugh. Like the things Harbaugh says about McCarthy, it's like, it's like this is the guy he's been waiting his whole life for to coach. Well, he understands that was his best chance for a national championship, so he's going to pretend like he's coaching Joe Montana. Yeah, but sometimes it's like you did the thing. All right. Well, let's, let's not let's not risk it here. Let's not let's not get too greedy here. You guys did the thing. You're forever linked. Um, let's not get too greedy. But we'll see. Antonio Pierce is getting offers, so if he doesn't stay with the Raiders, and a lot of people connected to the Raiders, t- players. Star players um, want to see Antonio Pierce. I think he earned it. You know, as an interim, you're either there to just kind of guide you into the offseason or he had enough time where he could put something on tape, and I think he earned it. Uh, 855-212-4227. Let's get out to Billy Ray and Cali. What's up, Billy Ray? How we doing, gentlemen? How we doing? We're good. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Listen, I just wanted to call and say today that we had losers on the field. Of course, everybody was a winner today and this weekend. And let me tell you why. It's Martin Luther King Day. And back when I was a child growing up, there was no shot if you thought you was going to be a black quarterback in the NFL. And there was no shot you was even thinking about being a black coach. So for people like... Randall Cunningham to pass the baton on to now Jalen Hurts, who might have lost the game. I just want him to be able to celebrate being the black moon. You see what I did there, Shep? You see what I did there? So, so we actually gonna... we did your your phone. Yeah, that, your phone. Yeah, Billy Ray, you were so poetic there, yeah. and then the connection dropped for like two seconds. Yeah, the <laughs> the, the, the I, man's I, playing I, with I your connection, you. Billy Ray. 
Am I I back? Am I back? Uh, Yes, you are now, yep. Okay, wonderful. What I was saying was that back in the day, it was as difficult to become a black quarterback as it was to land on the Warren Moon, if you know what I'm saying. Ah, Warren Moon. But then Bart and Billy, but then that that really begs the question, and we've been here before, can we concur for 100% authenticity that two people did land on the moon in 1969? Well, that's a whole different okay, conversation oh, for a whole different no. Thank you very much. But with that said, listen, it's Martin Luther King Day, and Martin Luther, he, he must be up there dancing around up there in heaven right now, looking down, seeing blacks, whites, yellows, Samoan, don't matter what color you are, coming together and playing hard-nosed football and having a good time. Yes, there's winners. Yes, there's losers. But at the end of the day, on a day like today, everybody's a winner. And I just wanted to celebrate that and say to everybody out there listening, be kind to one another and, and, and obviously go for your dreams. Look what's happened in the NFL today with Jamal Lou. We have everybody that's playing quarterback. I'm just excited. That's all gentlemen. You know how I feel. This is a, Billy Ray. Thanks for the call. Um, it's beautiful. Uh, Bart, this is, yeah. What do you, do you think that Jerry Jones out of his respect Oh, I don't want to go here, do I? Uh, but I'll say it anyway. Do you think Jerry Jones, out of his respect for the progress that we have made under this country because of Martin Luther King Jr., didn't want to really sour the holiday by firing Mike McCarthy today, so he wanted to wait an extra day? Can we determine that with Jerry Jones? Um, oh, wow. Uh, the, the, the ways I could go here. Yeah, because he was just, um, remember, he was just curious. I, th- I think... I am going to pivot to <laughs> ignoring what you asked okay. and moving on. Okay. That doesn't strike mm-hmm. me as the, the Bart Winkler that I know, the guy that ignores and pivots, but go ahead. That's fine. I, I think, I think I'm not going to touch that um, and just and move on. I will say I like how positive people are towards each other on this show, the callers at this time of the day. You got you got everybody everybody everybody's calling telling people to go for your dreams, reach for the stars. Right. Greg, Billy Ray. I mean, the thing about it is, like, there's so many other programs on CBS Sports Radio that just don't take a lot of calls. Uh, not not a bad or good thing. That's just how some programs are run. So I think for the ten o'clock spot, when we take so many calls, and Bart, you do such a good job of that. Um, people are grateful to get on and be able to go back and forth, and you also give people time to talk. And I think people are very appreciative of that as well. Well, I've just, I mean, I've, I've given people time to talk my whole career and a lot of it has been a lot more negative than this. But see, that's, but see, now that's the myth is, is that people feel like people listening to sports programs on the radio dial or streaming it, however they may be consuming it, that they are just fans and that there's some truth to that as well. But the most educated sports fan base there is in any content medium is sports talk radio. Well, it ain't Twitter because some of the stuff that I get back at me on there is like, yeah, yeah. You you have some interesting tweets, man. You do have some very interesting tweets. You kind of you kind of provoke people on Twitter sometimes. No, I just say my thoughts. All right, you don't do it a little bit to provoke people at times. Um, somewhat. I haven't. Well, it depends. There's two versions of me that tweet. Gotcha, gotcha. There's daytime Bart, and there's Bart after dark. Gotcha. And Bart after dark should probably have a burner somewhere. <laughs> he Bart, 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 Bart after Bart after dark is. There's been a lot of times that Bart after dark almost wasn't on the radio for some. 
I just got to stop tweeting in general. Well, um, let's be honest, man. Like, people are interested in what you got to say, so you're going to use that platform to the fullest. I get it. No, no, it no. You're very... interested in what we have to say? We're right here 10 to 2 Eastern. Right. Yeah, we try telling that to everybody who's in our business that also feels the need to have their own show on Twitter. So, Well, we're all wrong about that. We're all wrong. We are, we are, all, we are all not as important as we believe we are. That's true. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tweet that. Um, let's get an update. We'll get more from you guys. I don't, we don't, I don't want to talk about how we take calls and then let these guys rot on the phones. We're coming. We're coming. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. I think the biggest thing is, you know, we're... We're disappointed. Um, I got a whole whole team in the in the locker rooms. It's that's hurting, and uh, that's you know, I, I haven't thought past you know the outcome of this game. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Here's Bart Winkler. That is Mike McCarthy yesterday after the Packers beat Dallas in Dallas, giving Nick Sirianni a playbook of what to say when asked the same question tonight. I'm thinking about the guys. I'm not thinking about uh, my future. At some point, you're going to. Today to be one of those days for Mike McCarthy, who is still employed as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. And maybe maybe he stays. A lot of great candidates out there. Maybe Jerry doesn't want to rock the apple cart. But McCarthy, I mean... How many times did he walk by his phone today and go, look at the, look at the little bubble, see if there's a missed call, see if there's any text, check his email, or did he just put that thing in a safe? Maybe that's the reason. Maybe, maybe McCarthy has been fired. He just hasn't picked up his phone yet today to, to like confirm that he got the message. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> was that it? Was... You know, I was late on that because I was trying to put the laugh track when you alluded to the fact that you thought Mike McCarthy could possibly stay as a Dallas Cowboys head coach. So that was my bad. Was that a genuine laugh or a sarcastic no, laugh? No, I was trying to do a laugh track after the fact that you said Mike McCarthy could actually still be the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. That was where the laugh track should have been inserted. You know what? Uh, maybe the show should have a laugh track. Well, I think it should. Uh, there's no there's no radio show that's uh, since like the Amos and Andy days that have ever had a laugh track. And I've got a buddy. <laughs> I, I, I've got a buddy uh, who listens to these shows, and he hates shows with laugh tracks. So he loves Curb, but doesn't like Seinfeld. <laughs> So if we did a laugh track on this show, actually, I think I would, I would walk out of Lee. It is, it is, it is pretty distracting. Um, that's where I wanted a laugh track. All right, let's get to, and there too, let's get to Ron in Long Island. What's up, Ron? How we doing, Bart? Oh, we're just, we're just having a grand old time, Ron. Well, I, I have to say, I want to enhance on the beautiful words of your former callers, Greg and Billy Ray. And say assalamu alaikum, my brothers and sisters. And I believe that from the movie Semi Pro, the Flint Tropics motto was "Everybody love everybody," and I think that sums it all up. 
Well, I think it's a good message. You know, I don't know the traje- uh, trajectory of the human race and, and how we're doing as a people here, but um, if we if we are on a downturn, I would like to at least be one show that can maybe prevent it. But if we're on the upswing, well, then I'd like to be a part of that too. So I like to continue well, Bart, to preach positivity, yeah. yes. Well, I think that's great. And, Bart, you know what's funny? I happened upon your show last night when I was coming home from work, and I just happened to hear you talking about my lowly dolphin. So you have a new caller, uh, I should say a new fan, a new listener. So uh, I'm, I'm happy to be uh, on the show. And uh, after watching the Eagles tonight and, of course, the Cowboys and, of course, my lowly dolphins, I've realized, you know, that there is some hope, especially with all the coaching and quarterback changes that might be happening. I think I have. I think I have the solution for my Dolphins that can rectify the problem as well as the Patriots. So listen to this and let me see what you think. All right. Um, yes. I think that, I think that Mr. Belichick should head down South. I know he went to Atlanta to get a, um, to have a uh, interview. Maybe he should go down a little. Well, maybe he was on south. Atlanta's a hub. Atlanta's a hub. Maybe he's on the way. You, you are, you are correct. I hope so. And on his way, he can pick up Mr. Brady. And we could have the B&B connection back again. And Tua and Mr. Mike can go up north to New England. And I think Tua, after playing half the games up in uh, the Northeast, he'll become a cold quarterback. And I think everything will work out for both teams. Well, there's a lot at play there, including getting a 46-year-old Tom Brady to play more football. Um, you are correct. What, ha- what happened to Tua? What 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 uh, was that? Uh, you, you know, Bart, I, I, I'm I'm going to be 55 years old um, next week, and I was three years old when they first won. So obviously, I had no clue. It could be worse. I do live in New York, and I could be a Jets fan. You guys were actually talking about Favre and Rogers, so I think we know where Love's going to end up because they both played for the Jets. So yeah, 2039. Be... You just got to fill in quarterbacks until 2039. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know what, Bart? I I don't know what to say. Maybe Marino can come back. Listen, Wacko Joe Flacco was just playing. If he would have won this, I bet you Brady would be suiting up. But unfortunately, he didn't. So I don't know what the answer is. I'm I'm hoping. I really am. Well, hey, uh, there's no such thing as a bad idea. Uh, Ron, I appreciate that. And he is continuing to spread the positivity. I'm loving that here, Ron. Thanks for the call. Tony is in Toronto. What's up, Tony? Hey, how you doing tonight? Hey, Tony. Hi. Uh, I'm a longtime Cowboy fan. I got a little oh. bit different view on something here. Yeah. I think the problem with the Cowboys might not be in the, the skill sets of the, the, the coaches, the players. But I'm looking back. I listened to an interview with Troy Aikman. And I think about the clubhouse Everybody there that has a role, let's say Coach McCarthy, uh, Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb, these guys, you look at it, they all have kind of the similar personality. They're mellow, laid-back guys. Even you think back when the Cowboys were winning, Jimmy Johnson, we know his kind of personality. We saw it even the other night <laughs> when he gave the rah-rah for, for the Cowboys Okay, at age 80. Then you recall there was a gentleman, and 
He was amazing. Uh, they called him Coach Joe, Joe Vizzano. Remember the special teams coach? I do remember that guy, yeah. And he was quite animated as well. Troy Aikman alluded to the fact why he even retired. Because when Jimmy left, Barry, who was you know a good coach, wasn't the guy that enforced discipline and, you know, riled up the troops kind of scenario like Jimmy did. And it became uh, apparent that Aikman had to do this. And this Defense, I, get after Jordan Love. You can't give him that much time. You do what you're supposed to do. We'll win this game. Jimmy, I'm okay. We heard you. All right. Yeah. All right. So what I'm thinking, maybe Jerry's listening uh, to your show. I'm sure he is. Everybody listens to your show now. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he brings in a special teams coach that is like fire and brimstone and stirs up these guys and gets the most out of them and can be the disciplinarian if needed. Now, here, here's a stretch, okay? I will bring in an offering Deion Sanders, a coaching job, a special coach assignment with the Cowboys. Well, there's a lot. Thanks for the call, Tony. Good call. Uh, hope you have a great week. Um, there's been some talk about Dion. I don't know how serious the talk has been, but there's at least been that as a suggestion. Dion will not come unless he's got the keys to every car, unless he's got the full package. And I don't necessarily. I'm not even sure. I I don't know that we ever see Dion in the NFL. I would think at some point, you know, if he does succeed in college, there's that next frontier, and and he's wanted to do that. But if he's coming to Dallas, he's going to be the head coach, and he's going to want to run the operations. This is the thing with these college coaches. They're not like the GM, but they are. They are in control of everything, and they are even in control of more than that. When you're a college coach, you're the coach, you're the GM, you're the entire front office, you are uh, the vice president of everything. You're in control of it all. So he wouldn't give that up just to be a, you know, part of a part of an assembled crew here. He would want to be the main guy in charge. And maybe, maybe someday, and Jerry would be the guy to do it, but I don't know that I don't know that Dion's there yet. Once they win like a fifth game in a season, then maybe. Uh, but we'll see. The word I was thinking of was ensemble. I don't think he wants to be a part of an ensemble. I just wanted to clear that up with myself. 855-212-4227. If you're on hold, I'm going straight to you as soon as we are back. CBS Sports Radio. You're in a five-minute break. Four minutes, 30 seconds remaining.
four minutes remaining. Three minutes, 30 seconds remaining. Three minutes remaining. Thirty seconds remaining.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 